In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. We've got two interesting stories of healings today, sort of bookends. Um, Gentiles, non-Jews, who praise God for healing and wholeness. Naaman, the Aramean, army commander, and an unnamed Samaritan leper, both healed by God, both come humbly back to the source of their healing and give praise. Now, frankly, it's amazing enough for these men to be healed. They do not belong to God's chosen people, right? They haven't had the rights of initiation. They don't have any pedigree. Not only that, they are ritually unclean as lepers. It's extraordinary, this story. And even more extraordinary, I believe, is that many modern American Christians have continued to keep more and more people out of the group, the chosen people. Have they not read these stories? I don't know. It's amazing, though, because neither of these men, remember, neither one made a confession of faith. Neither one were baptized, neither even confessed their sins. And yet, God still, still healed them. I don't know why, but we are always so ready to claim favor for ourselves and exclude those we don't like or don't know from the status that we crave. I believe it has something to do with gratitude, though, when we are ungrateful for all that God has given us, then we are less likely to be generous with those gifts. Today, at 9 o'clock, we gave thanks and asked God's blessing upon our animal friends right out here. Over 100 people, I don't know how many dogs, a cat, a rabbit, and it was just marvelous because we were in creation giving thanks to God for God's creation and being part of that creation. Now I've known some cranky folks over the years who have thought the blessing of the animals was frivolous, too much trouble than it's worth. But I believe our pets can be icons for us, for the love of God, and for the relationships we truly desire but so often mess up. My friend, Father Jim Hamilton, who I've known for a number of years, he is the rector of a church in Baltimore, and he knew, like I know, of course, that those who own pets, those who have pets, are far more happy than others. And so he did a bunch of research proving that point, right? Well... <laughs> What he found, though, was that there was no overall correlation around pet ownership and happiness. In fact, many pet owners report the opposite. You know, and you want to think, how could this be? But he talks about considering that maybe our happiness quotient is the wrong way 
of going about collecting, quantifying the value of animals in our lives. Think about how we look on babies, right? Will a baby make me happy? Will a baby bring me joy? Not, not really. <laughs> but, but that's a terribly limited question, though, right? I mean, children are not a transactional relationship. They don't magically solve all of our psychological woes. In fact, on the contrary, on the contrary, um, very often children are bad for your quality of life. <laughs> Jim goes on to point out that the complication of children often disrupts the flow and the trajectory of our lives. Careers, plans, personal growth-oriented strategies, they thrive on chaos. In the book All Joy and No Fun, The Paradox of Modern Parenting, the author says, having worked so hard to have children, parents may feel it's only natural to expect happiness from the experience. And they will find happiness, of course, but not necessarily continuously, and not always in the forms that they might expect. Kids don't just make you happy, because the joys of parenting are vast and complicated. It's not transactional. Our relationships are based on mutuality. They're, they're based on belonging to one another. Maybe we can start giving or thinking about our pets in that same way. We might, <coughs> frankly, do better in the way we engage with the natural world, less as conquerors <coughs> who will use everything to our own happiness, <coughs> but co-inhabitors, rather. Co-inhabitors of a world that gives so much to us and that we can give to as well. The benefit of pets is sort of woven into the dependency and complications that they bring to our lives, like children. I remember deep, deep sadness of pets that I have lost throughout the years. Not happiness in those moments, sobs. But this is the way all relationships are. They are meant to be jarring. They are meant to help us adjust. They're magical. They create this muddled experience of being alive. And here Jim actually quotes one of my favorite show tunes from Company. Someone to crowd you with love someone to force you to care, someone to make you come through, who always be there, as frightened as you, of being alive, just being alive. We gather pets around us and babies and friends to remind us that we too are alive. We are alive, they are alive, and that life is given by God, and it is all gift.
Now we too, like our pets, we have confounding needs. Sometimes we leap upon strangers only to be rejected. <laughs> Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we are discovered with the trash can strewn around our, our place. I mean, metaphorically, but you know, who knows. I, we need someone in our life that is important enough to ruin our sleep, to complicate our plans, to take us out of that limited search for happiness that is so fleeting in order to find the resonance of joy. Joy, that word again, joy is what we truly desire. Not happiness, not affection, nice as those are, but the deep knowledge that warts and all, we are truly known and truly, if imperfectly loved, and most of all, that we belong. We belong somewhere. We belong to somebody, and we're safe and we're loved. Relationships are so messy, and yet what else is there? What in the world is more important than them? More stuff? We already have too much stuff. More fame? Frankly, we need a lot more anonymity in this world. What we truly and deeply desire is the place we are trying to build right now, right here at All Souls Cathedral. A Christian family where all are loved, all are challenged, all are accountable, and all belong. That's some messy stuff. Yet, what in the world is worth more than that? In this next several months, as we do at the end of the year, we start taking stock. I ask you to think about what's drawn you here. Think about what keeps you here. Think about what your dreams are for this Christian family. Pray about those things. God will guide you into considering how you enter in to this place. God will show up as you pray. My prayer always, for me first and for everyone else, is that we'll show up too. Amen. Amen.